looked it up on Google Maps and I thought I was lost. Like I had no idea where it was and I thought I was just in some kind of alley and then I noticed this tiny little door and I thought, that can't be right. And then there was people and I could see Ben squashed up in a corner. Yeah. Anyway, then we moved on and we thought, let's just have one beer. Mm. Then it turned into way too many and we couldn't do the podcast. No, we couldn't. We couldn't really function. No. But we're back this week. We're functioning now. Yes. Because tomorrow's not a public holiday, so we can't go crazy. <laughs> well, first, I think we should get to the secret sound from last week, uh-huh. which was this. Welcome home, Mr. Jensen. And, big news, uh-huh. someone has guessed it. Who's the- not Koshi? <laughs> it wasn't Koshi this time. Um, on the comments, which is a perfectly fine place to answer, you can answer anyway. Comments on either side, Facebook post if you want, but we probably will miss that, so... You have to tag us or something. Yeah, or email uh, any of them or tweet. All of the ways that you can contact. You can so, even text one of us if you have our number. That would be weird, but we'll accept it. <laughs> Spastic on the MMGen comment, the I, only commenter. I, I don't know if his name's quite... Uh, or maybe S-P-C. Well, whatever. Uh, good work, guy. Yes. You have one, because you correctly guessed yeah. it. Welcome, Mr. Jensen. Would you like to say it in the voice leader? I go, oh, I can't do it. It's kind of like a female voice. Yeah, I know. That's why it would be entertaining. <laughs> I think it's like, welcome, Mr. Jensen. Yes, very erotic like that. Yes. Um, coupled with this slightly subpar audio quality, apparently. Well, that was Steve. He mixed it. Well, we've got a complaint. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> it is from Deus Ex, correct. So you do win. It is from Deus Ex Human Revolution, but we're not picky. So we will accept the answer. Because who really remembers that game anyway? I do. Only it because it's good. coming out again. Yeah, but I call it DSX. I know it was called Human Revolution, yeah, but I was just like, DSX. You do win 35 pounds in redeemable vouchers. That's, that's, more, that's more in Australia. Yeah, that's, that's like 50 We bucks. shouldn't write 35 pounds because that sounds less. We should write 50 bucks or 47 But, but you have to pay in pounds, so... Yes, and also a copy of Strackback Season 1 on DVD because... Why wouldn't you want that? High level sex scenes. <laughs> and R rated. Um, we haven't seen Strackbacks, but it might be good. <laughs> I, I actually read a review of it in Zoo Magazine. Oh, yeah, with five stars. Did, so. did they really? Does, it, does Zoo like rate out of five stars, or is it like out of some ridiculous number? Oh, whatever. It was a good review because okay. it was filled with nudity and violence. So. Of course. Well, I've not read a copy of the magazine, but I can just assume... <laughs> I, I've picked it up on the shelf. I just happened to notice that Strikeback was in it. That was well, the only reason I picked it up. Of course, because I thought the front cover was Strikeback. It was. It was it really? No, no. <laughs> there was some skimpy lady on the front, but Strikeback was in there. Fantastic. And if you like Zoo magazine... I, it's, it stands to reason that you might like Strike Back. So you should definitely try and win because there will probably be another copy up for grabs this week. Yes. Uh, we're running low though. I think we're down to about one or two left now. And we haven't quite decided what this week's prize will be. But if you listen for another 40 or so minutes, you'll find out. And it could be awesome. Yes, and I think we should move right into what have you been playing, Lou, because this week you've been playing a lot. I have been playing a lot. Let me just rattle them off. We've been playing Luigi's Mansion 2. On the 3DS, I've been playing Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate, I've been playing Lego City Undercover, I've been playing Sly Cooper Thieves in Time, and I've been playing Bioshock Infinite. Wow! That's like... <coughs> Quite a lot. That's all the good games for the year, pretty much. Well... So far. For March, anyway, because I don't care about 
God of War or the other of War or whatever else came out in March. Tomb Raider was in the beginning, that's pretty much February, so. Yeah. What are you going to start with? Um, I guess I'll start with Bioshock. You haven't finished. You know what, we've been saying, playing all the same games, so we might as well just do this we'll in just one just do it together. Thing. But I have not finished Bioshock yet. Oh, all right, well, we won't talk about Bioshock. We shouldn't do spoilers anyway. Okay, well, no spoilers, but everything, in my opinion, everything that's been written about it that's positive and, all, and everything people are saying about it, it's pretty much that plus then some. Wow, that is a pretty big... I mean, cool. it does do the typical video gamey type thing towards the end of the game where it's just chucking hordes of guys at you to make it difficult in air quotes and it gets a bit frustrating, but it's only probably the last sort of 45 minutes-ish. Not, it's not a real hard slog and I played it hard and I don't know, just the story is amazing and when you get to the end, it's... It's kind of, and it kind of ends naturally. It doesn't end on this video game type giant boss, and it's kind of very organic and great. Well, gamers are going crazy. Most of them. Yeah, I, I've read. I've read. I read one review today. I can't remember what the guy's name was or what website it was, but he said it was pretty much a remake of Bioshock, but less good. And he had some valid points. And I mean, it's not perfect, but it's. I think it's probably one of the top three games released for this generation of consoles. Right. Have you done, are you doing 99 mode yet? I will, but I finished it on uh, last Friday, and then I told someone that I finished it, and 10 minutes later they knocked at my door to come and borrow it, and then their housemate finished it after they did, so I haven't got it back yet. That's a pretty fast. It's like a week, two people have done it. Three people. Three people have done it. My, one of my house, not my housemate, my other friend, after the first guy borrowed it and finished it in one night, the next guy did it in one sitting, mm. just with a giant pot of coffee. Well, that tells you everything about this game then, right? Yeah. It's, you don't want to stop. I haven't done a one sitting game in a long time, though. The, I haven't done one since Metal Gear Solid 4, and that was pretty huge. I just can't do it. I just like, at least need like a 10-minute break somewhere. I just need like a... I've got to walk away. Well, this was in the days when I used to smoke. And oh, that makes it okay then. I used to. I had a. Sh- I had a shed outside the back of my house with all of my games in it, so I didn't disturb anyone inside the house. And I started playing Metal Gear Solid Four at three o'clock in the afternoon, and I finished it at eleven o'clock the next day without stopping, and just had two slabs of Pepsi with me and like two packets of cigarettes. That sounds so healthy. It was all. <laughs> I felt so sick for so long, <laughs> but it was worth it. Cool. Um, so. I, Without spoilers, sort of where are you up to? Well, that's, I'll give, I, we played like four hours a while ago, yeah. um, and I'm probably an extra two hours after that. Um, I don't really want to say the point because... Can you half, name a location? Because that doesn't really give anything away. Yeah, not really, but I guess so there's the airship, which is what you're yeah. getting out to voyage on, yeah. and I guess I'm just after that. Okay, yeah, um, I know where you are. I know exactly where you are. Yes, fantastic. I was so on... Facebook that some people who also did the four-hour thing have been saying that a lot of the moments and stuff are different from the four hours that you played. Is that moments in what way? What? Some, some some of the little uh, not cutscene but little story moments or gameplay moments are a little different from. It's what probably it was. slightly more polished. It felt like it wasn't quite finished the version we played. So I haven't noticed anything hugely different in terms of um, gameplay or anything. No, but. 
Yeah, maybe. Did you play Bioshock 2? No, I skipped 2. So I, I played 2 and I liked it, but t- tell me this. You couldn't make traps in Bioshock 1, could you? They brought the traps in in number 2. They must have. I don't think you put in 1. Yeah, because they've adopted the traps for number 3 as well, for Infinite. Because I've been, I was like, I don't remember you being able to make the traps until number 2, because it was all about the trapping and stuff. Yeah. But I don't know. What do you think of the skyline? Well, as in the whole... No, the, the, the hook thing. The hook thing, yeah. Yeah, um, well, it was great. So, as a melee weapon, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Well, it kind of replaces your wrench from Bioshock 1. Yeah. But it does a lot more gruesome stuff. Indeed. Well, it, the fact they give it to you so early is pretty good, because that's the type of thing that normally you'd get like three or four hours into a game yeah. that changes everything. But, yeah, you get it straight away, and that's good. Pretty much. I like the figures. They're just kind of analogs for the plasmids. They, get, yeah. they all do the same stuff. The bees have been replaced by the crows, and um, I don't think there's any that really do anything drastically different, even once you get to the end. So there's only eight, which yeah. is sort of cut back from the first Bioshock. Yeah. So they had tons. Well, it's probably gone more the streamlined focus on specific powers rather than just throw everything at you. And it does kind of have a more uh, modern video game shooter feel because you got that shield. Yeah, definitely. They've, I think they've kind of learned from... Well, apparently this was in development before Bioshock 2. Right. So supposedly they started this like five years ago, then they went to Bioshock 2. Well, these guys didn't make Bioshock 2. Yeah, so like in terms of the how they ended up uh, getting released. Um, so it's been in development for ages, but it does feel like they've kind of added to it more recently. Mm. Well, yeah, I just think that with the kinds of guns and how many, how every every bad guy has guns now, like in Bioshock, all of them just had melee weapons and not many people had firearms. You kind of need the shield, yeah. because otherwise you're just going to be pinged and dead. And there's that always, like, the automated gun that as soon as it sees you, just starts exploding at you. And the Patriots. Where is it? Those, oh, yeah. They are tough. Yeah. And... And they just get tougher. Well, that's good to know. Yes. There is one that I I had no frustration with the combat at all. It was all great and fun until it is the last combat section. And that is where it feels the most like a video game where it's just here is thousands of guys that are really hard to kill and you're just getting pegged from every direction and you just keep dying and dying and dying and dying. And then you've also got another, um, we'll say, a timer that you have to be racing against to make sure you... you know. So it's just that, that whole sort of set-piece feel that where everything's against you and you fail and then you have to start from the very start of it because there's no checkpoints within it. Um, that was my one frustrating part. Right at the end. Right at the very end. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, so what else have we been playing? Um, Luigi's Mansion 2. Yes. Which is... I'm loving it. What a delight. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's, as soon as I started playing it, I was just like brought back to GameCube days. It's been like 12 years. I know. And it's still called 2. The fact that they changed the name in Australia back to Luigi's Mansion 2 after 12 years is pretty ballsy. Yeah, well, I, you know, I think, I think their target market, whether they know it or not, is us who played the first one. Definitely. Who's going to remember. Yeah. Because, you know, kids will pick it up and they'll be like, yeah, cool, whatever but they won't have that connection. They won't get it, man. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm not some aging hipster. <laughs> but um, I remember um, when the GameCube first came out, they had these kiosks that you could play. And me and my friend used to go, we visited his mum in Penrith, and we went to this kiosk in some video game shop. It was like an indie retailer. And they had one of these GameCube kiosks. And it had Luigi's Mansion and Rogue Squadron 2 and Wave Race. And Wave Race had one race you could do over and over again. And Rogue Squadron and Luigi's were both limited to 15 minutes. And we played Rogue Squadron a fair bit. And it was only the first the, the uh, trench run for the first level. Yep. So we did that. And then we just started playing Luigi's Mansion over and over and over until we could do the up to the first... Like, I don't think there was a limit. I don't know if, if it was the full game or it was just play for as long as you possibly, you know. Yeah. Anyway, we would, we could get up to the first boss within 15 minutes just like speeding around because we knew everything and we just did that over and over and over again. And sort of when I picked up the 3DS and started playing it, that, like, I just remembered that and how like exciting the GameCube was and how the controller felt really good and just all the cool stuff about the GameCube came back and then I was sad about Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I actually want to go back and play the GameCube one again now because I've kind of forgotten how different they are in that this one is a lot more puzzle-based, right, mm. than 3DS, um, which is good. But I kind of want to go back and play the first one again, which Nintendo will probably let me do for a HD re-release on Wii U. Yes, probably. <laughs> it's kind of... It takes a little while to get used to the controls because you only have that one stick and yeah. you've got to look with the buttons... And it's kind of awkward to steer him entirely with the one stick, whereas in the first one you look, you moved. It was kind of like FPS controls, if I remember rightly. You looked, you moved forward and strafed with the left stick, and you yeah. looked with the C. Stick. That was like in the days where they pretty much had movement on one stick, and the other one was camera control, I think. But I think the way you, you, you move forward and back with the left stick and strafe left and right. Would you really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And I'm you. Pretty sure. And that and that's why you used the um, you used the left stick the the C stick to um, yank him in, whereas in this one you have to do it all on that one stick, and it's kind yeah. of a bit awkward at first. You know what they do have the circle pad, but they don't use it. What's I, going on? I don't know. I read this interview with the guys who made it, and they were saying they wanted to make it more like a fishing game, like a tug of war, than what it was in the old Wii U, which I thought it was already that anyway. But yeah. Okay. Anyway, and they said that with the circle pad, it kind of undermined the way they were trying to make it, so they left it out. I guess they did leave motion in if you don't want to use the buttons to look around. The problem is you can't turn the motion off. Yes. Well, maybe somewhere hidden in the menu anywhere. I'd, I've looked. I don't think you can. It's yeah. not a too big of an issue for me because I don't like, yeah. flail my arms around while I'm playing it, but um, it is sometimes slightly frustrating to be trying to aim somewhere and it's looking... I've never found motion aiming or looking around to be good. Oh, I tried it on the Vita version of Uncharted, and I turned it off within one second. That's not good, Uncharted on Vita. Um, <laughs> but, so, how far are you into Luigi's Mansion? Um, I only started it yesterday. Um, I've forgotten how far I am. Now, Have you finished the first mansion? Yes, I think I'm on the second mansion. How great and puzzly and, like, such a Luigi's Mansion boss was that boss fight. It's, well, the whole thing is just kind of Luigi's Mansion. Like, yeah. even when he's... The best moment of the whole game is when Luigi's just kind of humming along to the theme song. Yeah. Like, yes, I love, that's Luigi's Mansion. I love when you get a phone call and you 
dual scream and it's got that old screen you know, fat DS <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I just and I like um, I, I loved how in the first one you could hit A and all A did was make you go Mario and <laughs> now you press the control thing and he goes hello well finally is all we can say really finally that we get Luigi's Mansion and we get a game to play and I never use the 3D and it, it does it's look pretty quite good. good in 3D but I just still turn it off anyway I turned it off, but I probably played like an hour with 3D on, and I didn't realize. Yeah. Normally, I get annoyed with it, and it's like, Ugh. Do you have an XL? or this? XL, yes. I have only just upgraded to XL, and I swear that I have... I used to set the small one to full 3D, and I can yeah. only set the XL to halfway, because I thought at full, it's like that Resident Evil crazy 3D. That was just ridiculous. But um, I find the XL has a much better sweet spot, so I kind of find it much easier than I did on the smaller one. Yeah. Or the DS... What's the other one called now? 3DS. 3DS. Rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, yeah. The 3DS beta. Oh, that's a big call. <laughs> While we're on the Widget's Mansion, let's just go to the issue we had in purchasing it. Oh, right. Because, um, well, you can't buy it anywhere, apparently. No. Well, we'll go, you go. You can. Well, so we've been waiting ages. We, it's not Nintendo's fault, but they didn't give out any review copies because they didn't have any mm-hmm. of any of their recent games. So we wait for a while because apparently they're going to come and eventually it's not coming. So we decided to go out and buy it. JB on Burke Street didn't have any. Uh, Dungeon Crawl around the corner is like, no, but we're getting a UK shipment in tonight. And that's eventually what we bought because they got a UK copy. Um, so we couldn't get it at an EB or a JB in the city, the ones we tried to And, you, and the, the EB in the city near your office is the Nintendo flagship store. Yes. Um, I was clever enough to buy it on the eShop, but it costs $15 extra. Well, that's pretty much, I kind of, I don't want to think this, but I kind of think, is Nintendo just trying to make us buy on the eShop? I prefer digital though. I prefer digital as well, but I don't want to pay any more. Mm, we should pay less for digital. Yes. But, yes, if you go to most places now, you can't find Luigi's Mansion or Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate on either 3 We had that problem today as well. And you can't find Lego City. Which is a big issue. Um, yeah, uh, my, me and my friend, actually me and two friends bought Luigi's Mansion on 3DS. Two of us did it because we just wanted it digitally, and the third person looked at three different EBs in the city on launch day, yeah. and nothing, and so she just bought it on the shop. And one friend went in to EB, Melbourne Central, at about 10 in the morning, and he said there was about six copies there, and he grabbed one. Which, for the launch day of Luigi's Mansion 2, you think there would probably be like 20 or 30 copies there, not 10. And if you go back to no reviewer in Australia got any of these games, which is pretty unheard of. The only people who got them were debug players. And it's not like they're awful games. It's not like it's one of those conspiracy times it's when no, you don't uh, get a review. It's no Walking Dead survival instinct. Yeah, so, I mean, too. <laughs> we just got that, so it might be good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it's very odd. It is very odd, and we don't know at all. And Nintendo, from obviously they can't really say anything, because Nintendo Australia don't really have that much of a mm. control over this. Um, we don't blame them. And they don't seem to know either, which is frustrating for them, I'm sure, of why it's so few. I don't know. I just, it's very odd that the Wii U struggles, and then these games come out that could help it to struggle less, and 
there's not enough of them for people to have. As long as it's to be any. A, a lot of people don't have access to fast enough internet to be able to download these games, or they don't have, you know, that money to spend on that, or they would buy it. There's a, also the, buy it physically so they could trade it in later because exactly. they want to do that, or they don't have a hard drive big enough because I don't think you can install Monster Hunter even on the premium one. Yeah, maybe not. And I th- and I think and Lego City is going to be pretty big as well. So can you even install full games? Didn't they try to make you get a hard drive? No, you can, but a lot of them won't. Okay, I guess it's only yeah. It's thirty thirty two gig, which is actually twenty five gig. Yeah, and if you've already got say Nintendo Land on there, yeah, you can't. So and I mean, I have a hard drive hooked up to mine, but it's only eighty gig, so I'm going to run out of space eventually. You're going to have to upgrade, but I don't know. It's very odd. There's also the eShop download issues that I've seen on Twitter. I've not experienced where people, I saw someone, I forget who it was, was trying to download Monster Hunter and it kept stopping at like 17% or something. And they kept restarting it and it just kept stopping and it wouldn't continue to download. Great. So um, that's your second option out, if that's happening. I have great internet. I have Telstra cable at home and I can download a gigabyte in, I don't know, sometimes less than 10 minutes. That's amazing. Right? 20 gig is the size of NBA 2K13 that I bought on my Wii U on the eShop. It took 26 hours to download. (laughs) That's not an exaggeration. Like, I had to leave my Wii U on for 26 hours to download this game. Well, that means my TPG internet is not going to download it ever. I think the problem is I, I was looking up how can I make my Wii U go faster on the internet and there were some proxy server ideas and I tried them and they did sort of work for a bit but then it died and I had to go back to the old way. Yeah. Like proxying my PC to the... Anyway. And then... um, But then someone had done some pinging and some kind of internet jargon that I don't understand and they discovered that the servers for us are in Kyoto. Of course they are. Where would you put them? <laughs> <laughs> so, that's why it takes so long. Well, these are new issues, though. I'm sure we've discussed it before, but even on launch night, I set up my Wii U. It's like 2 a.m. I'm like, all right, I'm going to bed now because I've just played whatever. I'm going to do the update, leave it on overnight. Perfect. As soon as I get up the next morning, errors occur, timeout, everything's failed. <laughs> so, it's five more attempts to get it to download properly. Yep. This is the update you needed. Yep. So, I've got no faith in the eShop. Which is another reason why I'm not interested in it. Well, the, D- the DS one works well. Yeah, this is like big, like a 20 gig game, I'm concerned. On yeah. our Wii U. Well, I may purchase the Wii U Monster Hunter and Lego City on the eShop and see how it goes. Well, and I'll let you know. That's the only place you can get it. Besides EB Swanson, which now has at least one copy of a... Monster Hunter. Actually, I've seen that it has two copies of Monster two Hunter copies. and five Lego cities. Really? Or maybe they're fake. But by the time this podcast comes out, they'll probably be gone. They could be display boxes that Evie have left on there and they don't actually have that. They look legit. Really? Yeah. I don't get display cases, but anyway, that's another issue. Mm. Anyway, so that is Luigi's Mansion 2, apparently. Good game, hard to buy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, have you played Lego City? No. I've not got around to that yet. I have played Lego City. How is it? It's pretty good. Pretty it's great. Good. It's it's my first GTA, and not I'm not saying it's my first GTA. It's in air quotes. Like okay. 
my first GTA. It's, it's you can't really fail anything. The combat is super easy. There's not really any weapons. Can you turn it up and challenge it all? No, but you don't no. need to. It's kind of like you know you know how every Lego game has the levels, and then you got to collect a certain amount of studs to fill up that little stud meter, so it goes flashy, and you got to find red bricks and gold bricks and yep. disguises and whatever. That's what the that's what it is. You do a mission, you go to the mission marker, and it's one of those standard Lego game levels. And then within that, you find extra vehicles and you find extra costumes and all that stuff. And then you go out, and then you've got the free roaming world, which is just like full to the brim with stuff to do. There's it looks pretty cool from like the twenty minutes we saw a while ago. Yeah, I mean, it's not. I don't think it's gonna. It's not the. It's not a real breakout different game for a Lego game. The, the main difference is you got the open world and they've crammed it full of stuff to do. So apart from like um, finding all the disguises, so Chase himself has I think eight different unique disguises that give him different abilities. Like um, the robber disguise has a crowbar so he can crack open things, and he has a, a stethoscope so he can open safes. And the minor one has like he can pick up dynamite and he has a pickaxe and stuff like that. Um, and then there's like another 200 or so that are just for fun, random Lego costumes. Like I have a gorilla suit and I have a, uh, a, a Spartan and just stuff like that. So there's all those to collect and then there's all the super builds to build, which um, you, I don't think you've ever collected bricks as well in Lego games before. You always yeah. just collected studs. So everything you smash open is full of bricks and then you find these um, you know, like the flat Lego starting block you would use to make something? Yes. You find those. And the most important piece of your collection? They're usually green, but in Lego City they're not. They're just whatever. And it says, you know, you need 10,000 bricks to build this, and then it builds a, a, a call-in spot for your vehicles, or it builds like a wishing fountain, or just all different sorts of stuff. And there's them, and then there's like free running levels where you're going to do a time trial, and then there's little... Um, you got to drive a vehicle from one point to another without getting caught by the cops. and I mean, it's got all that sort of Grand Theft Auto sandbox game stuff, and and it's Lego. I mean, it's fun. It's silly. So the real question is, is it the game where you owners want? Since they've had none for a while, is it going to make the if average you like Lego games? If you like Lego games, and you like funny games, and you like platformers and you like stuff that's not too serious, then I would say that LEGO City is definitely for you. It's great fun. It's not... You don't need to own a Wii U for it, unfortunately. Well, the people who are going to buy it are the people who desperately want a game. It's probably going to yeah. be more of a desperation audience than a... I mean, it's going to... For anyone who buys it and doesn't like it, either it's, you know, they don't like LEGO games or they don't like um, that type of game. But for everyone who likes an open world and it doesn't take itself too seriously, then you know it's you'll love it. I mean, it's like it's like it's less GTA, more Saints Row. I'll say it's just silly fun, but less Saints oh, Row. We hope. it's very G. Right? <laughs> um, and I managed to find a couple of cool Nintendo little Easter eggs. Oh, that's good. I found a bobong on a flag, and I found an underground aquarium. That I pressed a button and the shark was swimming around and he went to eat the little, um, what are those Mario fish called? I know what you're talking the about. The googly eye ones. Yeah. The, yeah. Those ones. Those guys. 
He went to eat that, and then the big one of that came out of the shark. And they all made out of Lego. And then I found a question mark block, and I jumped, and um, Lego studs came out as coins, and it made the coin ping a couple of times. So there's all sorts of stuff like that. That's well. good. And then for some reason, the 3DS prequel comes out like a month after it. That is weird. Maybe they don't do a Star Wars. That's, <laughs> but it must be terrible then. Maybe. Anyway. Well, this one is really fun, and like all the voice acting is cool, and all the pop culture references are cool, and it's more of a, it's got more personality than any of the licensed ones because they've just had the ability to do whatever they want. Yeah. So, if you have a Wii U, you should probably should buy it because you should try to buy it. Well, yeah. If you can't find it in the shop, try the eShop. And if that doesn't work, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then, if if you have been waiting for this to buy a Wii U, then it's probably a good reason to. And if you're still undecided about the Wii U, I don't think Lego City's going to change your mind. Well, you heard it here first. Yeah. There you go. Good, concise wrap-up. Now, Most what else have you been playing? Most times, I've not played that either, but you've played that. I've played a small part of it. On 3DS or unbossed. Wii U? Okay. It's very... It's a very... difficult game to get into. It doesn't explain anything. Seems like the game that you've got to play like a hundred hours or nothing. Yeah, it, it doesn't explain anything. It's just like, here you go, do this, and it doesn't explain what sort of things in the menu mean, and it doesn't really explain what items do or how, like. And the controls are really complex. It has an incredibly steep learning curve. But even while I was struggling with it, I could see why it's so addictive. Good. But you need... Well, which one do you play on? Do you play on 3DS or Wii U? Well, I started on the 3DS because I had that one first because I got that with my upgraded... Oh, yeah. It was pre-installed. And then I used the um, save transfer thing to play it on my Wii U. And both... They're functionally identical, except that you don't have a second analog stick on the 3DS unless you buy that giant... Unless you buy the Control Pad Pro or the giant new one for the fat 3DS. Right. I mean, I don't have that much to say about it because I've only played it for six hours, so <laughs> I haven't done which, anything. Which could finish a game these days, but that's nothing. It must answer. No, I'm still doing the first initial quests. Oh, really? Well, I'm not going to play it then. That sounds awful. It's good, but you have to invest a lot of time into it. I don't have time. This is a game I actually bought on Wii when it came out on the Wii, and I don't think it's ever been in my Wii. Oh, I really? I think I bought it more for the black... Pro controller. Okay. So you can't say how different they are then. What does you mean? Well, there's ultimate or something. I think the ultimate is for you, for the Wii U, and I think the only difference is that they've beefed up some of the graphics. Fair enough. As far as I'm aware, I don't know. Okay. But, I don't know. If you like that hard type of Japanese video game, you'll probably enjoy it. Um, I think... Dark Souls fans might find something to like in it because it's kind of unforgiving and difficult. It's probably way too easy for them. Way too easy. Maybe, but it's just... It's really hard to get in. Like, it's... Nothing is... Like, seriously, nothing is... Well, you're not selling it to me. I'm not going to get it. I wasn't going to anyway, but... Anyway. And, I mean, I don't really have... Yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about it because I don't... I haven't spent enough time with it. Well, while we're on... We need Brad... Oh, we need, yeah. 
anyone really who's actually played. Yes. Um, while we're on with you, I've just remembered because I haven't been on this program for a while. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you make it sound <laughs> real and official. We've got a pretty legit microphone this week. We do have a an actual one. It's not my phone. Um, a few weeks ago, I played Need to Speed Most Wanted. You. Yes. Um, biggest beef. Why do they put you at the end of the title? I'm not happy with that. That's what. That was Steve's beef too. Oh, ridiculous. I refuse to call it that. I just call it most wanted. Um, Why? Why did it get to you? It didn't get called Neighbors Be Most Wanted PS3. Exactly. Anyway, uh, as a terms of gameplay, it's like the same thing that I played four months ago, whenever it came out. Apparently, it also is very difficult to buy. Well, I imagine it would be, because I've not seen it anywhere. Except this one's EA's problem, I guess. Um, why would they think that a game that came out six months ago is going to sell well on the Wii? Yeah. Well, I actually took its score down a little because uh, same game, looks pretty good. It's probably the best looking game on Wii U, so if you want a good looking game that looks nice. <laughs> <laughs> if you're into that. <laughs> if you were to just be like, wow, that looks a very current gen. <laughs> um, you should play it. Um, but it looks, it's because of that, it actually looks a little bit bad on the gamepad controller. Mm. It looks so good on TV. You're like, oh, that doesn't look quite as good. Then when you're playing it, um, there's just so much happening on the screen that you crash into something because you kind of like you need the bigger screen. So it's the first game where off-screen play is not welcome. It's the first game where I was like, you know, I'm going to play using my pro controller, which was flat. I've never used it. <laughs> um, they do last many hours. <laughs> well, it was flat after zero hours of gameplay, but I did charge it once, so I had to recharge that. Um, well, that's debunked. 80 hours of gameplay or no hours if you don't play it for like four months. Mm. Um, and yeah. <laughs> like 80 hours in that time. <laughs> <know> Twice. <laughs> well, comment on the pro controller. The triggers are too like flat. I wasn't feel like I was pressing them. But otherwise, they are kind of weird, aren't they? Yeah, what's the first time I really used it? It's comfortable to hold, but it yeah. kind of feels a bit light. Yeah. Like you can just go. It felt a little bit like this is third party, but it did feel good. But just didn't quite feel like the quality I wanted. I know we're going off track here, but my my main not my main problem, but one of my problems with the Wii U is the glossy finish. I hate it. Yes, because it's so good. It just Do you know how feels how Wii U is? filthy I am, and yeah. I'm I'm not a filthy person, but like I touch it and then it's gross, and yeah. it will never be back to the way it was. Well, I'd never even used this controller when it was gross. Yeah, um, mine is covered in dust in my pro but <laughs> that's the problem. But you just touch it and it's just filthy, and, it, and as much as I clean it with a nice cloth... and oh, it doesn't last. What a waste of time. Anyway, going back to Most Wanted. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so if you do use the... The other problem with using the gamepad is it doesn't have to be off-screen. You can use it while using the TV, and you can use it like a map or something. Useless, because the map on your screen and the one on the Wii U gameplay are from different angles. Like you see, like, oh, I'm seem to be going north or up. Because it's not necessarily in a compass direction on your screen. And you look at the, the gamepad and you're going right. And it's just like, well... And you only have, like, a split second to look down because then you're going to crash into something. The whole game about crashing. Well, you don't, you don't have to if you turn all the traffic off. Yeah, well, you can do that. That is my biggest problem and why it lost points is it's become noob-friendly. You can turn off the cops. That is my problem. You can turn off cops, you can turn off traffic. I wasn't overly... You said you, said you liked that you can just hotlink to... I like that, because it, uh, while it is fun to get lost in whatever the city is called... Fairhaven. That mm. one. 
and you know you, you're like oh, I'm gonna go to this car and then six hours later you're like what the hell was I doing and you've been like doing this one jump for six hours yeah but I do it like is helpful. I do like the option to be able to go I want to be in this car now to do the race yeah I think you, before you could just move the car but now you can also go to the race you don't right. have to yeah um but the problem is turning off cops has made it way too easy. And these are all just straight options on the gamepad. Um, I'm quite, I'm actually quite pleased that so far in Luigi's Mansion, I have not come across any of that Nintendo crap where it's yeah. like, do you need super amounts of help with whatever you're doing right now? Do you want me to, can I take Game Boy off you and you play You are for terrible. You? Let me do it for you, pretty much. I've had eGadget phone me a couple of times and say, uh, you know what you're supposed to be doing, but that's it, nothing like... He is a super guide, or I will catch all of the ghosts for you, and you win. Like, I'm, I'm pleased about that. But this was like an EA game that was clearly not that casual. It's kind of for everyone, but it's towards the hardcore side of everyone. Yeah. And they've just added in, hey, this is a Nintendo person. You must be terrible at games. <laughs> That's pretty much what they're saying. Um, so I wasn't happy about that. I mean, okay, they're there, cool. I would kind of prefer that people learn how to play games and yeah. don't turn the cops off from Need for Speed. Um, <laughs> need for Speed, most <laughs> wanted. You, you are most wanted. You can turn it off. Um, maybe it was maybe it was Yoda who named the game. <laughs> Possibly, but they do let you use a million control inputs, and I tried all of them like any good critic would. Yeah. Um, so gamepad's out anyway. Rubbish. That was um, Steve's favorite. He liked the um, hybrid controls. Oh yeah, I should mention that there's a co-driver, so you can turn on a second controller. So I could be using the pro controller, you could be driving on the gamepad, and we're controlling the same car. What? That is, it's called co-driver, and it's like made for some kid, like, okay, you accelerate with A or X or whatever accelerates, and I'll steer. But terrible, because we have two people trying to control the one car, and it's just never going to work. I don't understand why that's in there, but it's there. Ooh. Um, that was a terrible addition. <laughs> But you can also use the Wii remote with a uh, nunchuck plugged in. Why? That works fine, but it feels like you've ripped your controller in half because you're not using motion in that instance. So um, if that's all you have for maybe the co-driver, then yes. Um, you can also use a Wii remote on its own, which you can turn on motion and steer, which is... The co-driver thing reminds me of terrible 80s movies where it was like people learning to drive and there was the two steering wheels yeah. in the car and it's that exactly hilarity that. ensued. <laughs> it is that scenario. It's like the one kid working the pedals on the floor, down on up there on the phone books. Um, but much worse. But you, oh yeah, the, the thing with the Wii Remote is you can use motion. No good. You can use a D-pad, which works surprisingly well to steer. It works much better than motion. <laughs> um, but huge problem, massive flaw. The whole point of the game is you use the D-pad on every other control method to use the menu. Oh, That's yeah. how you get to race and turn them on. And I could not figure out how you activate that using the <laughs> remote. Maybe you had to do it on the gamepad separately. Yeah, I think you do. Which makes it pointless. You might as well just use that. <laughs> um, but they give you the option. I think this is part of the whole Wii U schizophrenic problem <laughs> that it doesn't exactly know what it is and no one knows what it is and no one knows how to use it. Yeah, no idea. But there is that game out there. That's yet another game that you can't buy that's kind of fun. Yeah. Well, I guess we're up to the final game I've been playing. I don't know if you've been playing it. Yes. Sly Cooper Thieves in Time. I played a little bit. It's, it's a Sly Cooper game, but I enjoyed it more than I did 1 and 2. I've never played 3 because 1 and 2 put me off. Yeah. They, 
I don't know if it's a sucker punch problem because they developed that and they developed Infamous Games and both series, well, except for Sly 4, we'll take that out because that wasn't developed by them. But Inf- Infamous 1 and 2 and Sly Cooper 1 and 2, I found that when I thought the game should be finished, there was still a third of the game to go mm. and I was angry. It just was frustrating and it felt needlessly padded out to the point where it was irritating. But like kids might like that because they just keep, get to keep playing. Maybe they will, but the Infamous is not really for kids. But oh, yeah, anyway, right, right, yes. um, Sly 4, it never overstayed its welcome. As soon as I felt like it was coming to a natural conclusion of whatever level I was in, it did. And it just kept doing that and it is heaps of fun. It's, uh, I can't even think of another 3D platformer that's come out lately of note. No. It's sort of a dying art form. I only played maybe 90 minutes of it just to check it out. And it has a kind of, it's pretty charming. I don't really know what to put exactly. It's a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, it's, it's like kind a of, cartoon. It does speak to you like you're a little kid, which is yeah. kind of refreshing in some ways. In the tutorial, we're like, hey, this is how this really basic thing works. It's kind <laughs> of annoying. But I assume they go away. Yes. Um, and the thing that impressed me most is it's exactly the same on Vita. Like, it isn't really a kind of out there pushing the limits graphical game, but mm. it looks the same on Vita, yeah. which is great. And, I mean, there's this awful thing you can do with the Vita if you play on your PS3. You can, I mean, it's not awful. It's just awfully implemented. You can use the Vita as an AR scanner. If you hold it up to your TV and look at the world... Um, wherever you look with Sly or whatever character you're playing um, will show in orange all the collectibles throughout the level so you can help you find them. But you can't use the Vita as a cross controller, so you have to hold the Vita up, look, put it down, and pick up your controller and go. So, I mean, it's really only for your cousin. And he's like, can I play? And you give him the Vita like, you are playing. And he holds it. But you get a copy of Vita with the PS3. You do. It's got cross-buy as well. And it has yeah. the cloud save. So you can play on your PS3, upload to the... Because I have done cloud save. And I was confused because Sony gave us the Vita version as well. Yeah. And then it does come with the PS3 one. Yeah. It, but, but when Sony gave it, it to was. us, we couldn't download it because the game wasn't released yet. So we okay. couldn't access the download. Well, that is fair enough. But... Um, the cloud saving is great because it works really. You go into the menu and you go upload to cloud or download from cloud and that's it. And then it's on your... Do you have to upload? It doesn't do it automatically. You have to upload. Okay. Um, but yeah, aside from the gimmicky beta thing, which doesn't detract from the main game anyway because you can just ignore it, it's really fun. And it's not a Nintendo game. Our first, our second non-Nintendo game. Yes. Uh, Bioshock. Oh, oh, yeah, I guess Need for Speed is EA, but it was on the Wii. It was on Wii, yes. Well, you know, everyone else played it ages ago in Gamerton. And I think that's about it. Is that it? That is it. I think how long we've we've talked about those games for quite a long time now. 44 minutes. Well, there you go. That's almost the entire podcast. So let's get right on to the news, because there (laughs) there isn't that much news, but there's a big one, a bombshell. There is a big one. Would you like to walk us through it, Leo? You You can take it. Well, big news this morning. I jump on the Twitters and, oh my God, Disney has shut down LucasArts. <gasps> We're killing them off, they said. Bah, bah, bah. So LucasArts, if you're not aware, make all the Star Wars games pretty much, besides mm-hmm. the Lego ones. Well, they haven't really... I know they've done some great stuff in the past, but when you actually... Oh yeah, it, they have not made a good game for all these five years. They haven't done anything for a long time. But The last they, thing they did of note was Force Unleashed. Number one, which is 08. So that was five years ago. Two was awful. Two was the worst. 
Um, but before that, they did make some cool stuff. And they, of course, did um, lots of the old adventure games. And they, they were Monkey Island, which I think yeah. is what... People are kind of... I was excited that maybe um, Ron Gilbert might get to buy it back. Maybe. He's been saying he wants to buy it back for ages, kind of jokingly. But now, Disney have historically not sold their stuff. If they've got something that might possibly one day, 50 years, be of value, they're going to vault it. They're not going to sell it. Now they've closed the studio, they actually can't use it really. They're not going to license someone to make Monkey Island, probably. Yeah. Um, so they might as well get rid of it. Well, I mean... If they're ever of, going to, it'll be now. It's kind of odd that they would do it because... I don't know, Star Wars games sell, even if they're terrible, they sell. Yeah, well, they're going to continue to make them, but they're just going to get someone else to do it, and publish it. I guess that kind of makes sense. And then there's going to be, like, the team at LucasArts, uh, Lucas, yeah, LucasArts hasn't been closed officially, they just fired everyone, there's like two people remaining to uh, oversee the licensing. I don't know how many people actually, but probably two. Man, how, probably many, how many do you need to be One like, guy and a dog. It's going to be, hey, Activision, make a COD <laughs> Star Wars. Okay. Star Wars 1313 looked really good it too. Like Gears of War Star Wars. Well, that's not a bad thing, yeah. necessarily. Um, and that had been in development for a little while, so that's just out. Yep. Publicly, on the public comment, they said that they might license that to someone else to pick up development and publish, but that is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like losing developer and publisher, then getting a two new studios to come together and pick it up is pretty out there. Yeah. Um, and then a Kotaku source said, no, nah, they're just saying that to keep people happy until they forget about it, and it's never coming back. Yeah. Oh. It is sad, um, but it is the way of the business, I guess. Yes. I did see the post on MGN today for the best N64 LucasArts games, I think it was, wasn't it? Or was it just 8 best, Just best Star Wars. Ah, that's right. We're going to do, it was actually a cross-post on the MSN, and we're going to do... LucasArts, but no one's heard of LucasArts on that so we did channel, so we did Star Wars. And I've only really made Monkey Island Star Wars recently. I did know that, I did I did see that the main image was Pod Racer, which was, or Episode 1 Racer, sorry, yes. which was an awesome game. It was, it was a great game. It was one of those games that was on PC and Dreamcast, but everyone's forgot about that. It was really a 64 game. Yeah. And it almost went to PlayStation, and I'm glad it didn't, because now it's one of those accidental exclusives kind of console yes. exclusive, because Dreamcast... No one played it on Dreamcast. <laughs> it was the need to speed U of Dreamcast anyway. Everyone already played it like a year earlier. Yeah. Um, and so now you think Pod Racer, you think, what a classic N64 game. And that just doesn't happen anymore. You don't get no. these great exclusives. I like picked that. it up for $20 once. When, uh, not that long after it had come out either. It was, it was way better than Pod Racing in a movie. Oh, yeah. Way more entertaining. And I remember this one time I was racing around, I can't remember which track, one of the tracks with the jump, so... One of them. All of them. And uh, I was listening to the soundtrack of The Matrix, which this can probably date the time period I was playing this game <laughs> And I can't remember the song even, but I hit the jump, and as I hit the jump, there was a break in the music, and it was just like perfectly timed by accident. And when I landed, the music started again, and I like lost my teenage mind. <laughs> and I like called my friends, because there was no Facebook then, and I was like t- trying to explain, and they didn't get it. And then for like... I don't know, a week I was trying to recreate it and it just didn't happen again. It was one of those tiny little magic moments when the outside world and the video games sort of married up and it was awesome. Amazing. It was really good. And LucasArts made that. This is kind of why LucasArts was so great because they made like Pod Racer. Then they made Force Unleashed, which was kind of story heavy. Then they made, well, like Super Star Wars. 
Yeah, superstars. That was so good. And these are all totally different. They're all in the same Star Wars universe, but they're totally different genres of game, and they made them all well. What did you think of um, that GameCube one, Knights of something? Knights of... FPS, and you were Kyle Katan. FPS? Yeah, came out on GameCube. that. It was, um... There were, like, Knights of the Old Republic on... It was Jedi Knight something, maybe. Oh, Jedi Knights, Jedi Academy or something? That wasn't like that. It was one of those. Did you ever play that? No. Oh, oh hang on, yeah. Uh, Republic Commando or something. Oh, one, one of those. those. There were a lot in this kind of <laughs> pocket. <laughs> but it was one of the, It was not very good, but... Sorry. Okay, you just bring up the bad one, then. And they didn't make the Rogue Squadron games, unfortunately. No. It was Factor Five, but... They were good Star Wars games. They, they, um, they were involved in overseeing. Yes. Kind of like how Nintendo outsourced the game, but Nintendo still has someone there to make sure you don't stuff it. Miyamoto's still like, just watching, watching through the window. LucasArts did that for the ones they didn't make, so I like to think they were involved. Mm. Um, but yes, they're over. And I guess our next Star Wars... Oh, a big fact I accidentally came across while I was researching. Yes. I did a small amount of research. Ooh. The, so now that the games are cancelled this year, there's probably going to be no Star Wars game. Very unlikely that 2013 we're going to get a Star Wars game. What do you think the last year a Star Wars, we didn't get a Star Wars game it was? I don't know, 1970-something? Yeah, pretty close. 1990. <laughs> Crazy. Like nothing. The last, How many Star Wars games are there? Oh, there is a big list. It is a long list. <laughs> um... Last year, it's going to be triple digits, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Last year, I only had Connect Star Wars, so it almost was the first year. I'm not sure if we should count that. Maybe not. There was also an Angry Birds Star Wars, but that wasn't. There wasn't a Lego Star Wars last year. I think it was the year before. Because mm. um, I think there's about 16 different Lego Star Wars. Oh, well, there is. There's a lot of Lego Star Wars. You can kind of mush it into three, where it's like Episode One to Three, then the original trilogy, then yeah. the complete. Yeah. Um, but then there were also handheld versions of that, which are actually totally different games. <laughs> and it's probably a mobile one. Yeah, probably. It was a lot, yeah. Well, moment of silence for LucasArts. And that's good enough, I think. Yeah. Um, we've been there. Goodbye, LucasArts. Is that where... Wait, one more thing. LucasArts, that was where the guy, double, Mr. Double Fine... Yes, Tim Schafer. He's LucasArts, right? Yeah. yeah. A lot of people kind of think, or on Twitter were saying, LucasArts died when he left. Uh, I don't know when he left, but it must be. Well, he was still close. there when they did Grim Fandango, I think, because that was his, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't that in the 80s, though? Was it? Like 80 something? Oh, I don't know, maybe. Maybe early 90s? It was 90s, because it was 3D. Well, was it called 3D? Like Wolfenstein 3D? Anyway. That was 3D rendered. <laughs> okay, was it? Um, maybe there was like an earlier one. Or was yeah. there only one? I don't know. Anyway. There's a while. Well, this, this was interesting because. They were, um, I think I wrote something about they when they closed Junction Point, which was Warren Spector's yes. Disney-owned uh, Epic Mickey churn-out machine. Um, they said that they were just looking at LucasArts and everything was just on hold and they were yeah. weighing up options. But this was their option. Execute. Chop. <laughs> Execute Order 66. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! <laughs> You've been waiting to say that, haven't you? I actually just came up with it. It was too good. I should have put it in an article. Thought. Um, <laughs> also making news. Well, what, did you, what did you say? It was like a thousand voices cried out. Yeah, well, there's, there's that and there's the disturbance in the force. There's so many. Um, That's no moon. Yeah. Well, they just like, no. That's not a That's in there. Anyway. 
Yes, so why don't you walk us through what's been happening with Metal Gear Solid 5? Phantom Pain or Pain Phantom? So what there is, is they announced Ground Zeroes, which was that amazing looking trailer we saw, which is the open world looking Metal Gear Solid. And then the Phantom Pain was, surprise, surprise, revealed also as Metal Gear Solid 5. And then Kojima said that they're the same game, and then a couple of hours later he said, no, Phantom Pain is coming first. And people are like, well, is it a disc? Is it? And people are suspecting it. Maybe it's a downloadable title. Um, I don't know. We're still. I, I don't think we're still really sure when it's set. I think everyone just assumes it's Big Boss because he's got the eye patch and he's still young. And yeah. So it's not old Snake from Metal Gear Solid Four. So it's still within the Big Boss timeline. So it's post Metal Gear Solid Three, Peace Walker, and Peace Walker Two. Um, they had a trailer and it's Snake Boss waking up from a coma after several years and there's a guy with bandages on his face voiced by Kiefer Sutherland who's directing him through the hospital. Well, was it confirmed that it was Kiefer? It was confirmed. Okay. Um, and that's about it. Other than that Kojima has said and the voice of Solid Snake has also confirmed and this was confirmed on April Fool so we're still, I'm still a bit shaky on this but Apparently, David Hayter is not going to be voicing Snake in Metal Gear Solid Five, which is kind of dumb. Yeah, well, he's been doing it for what, like twenty years, eighteen years, and he, like, he that voice is Snake. Everyone does a Snake impression. Everyone knows what Snake sounds like, and if you see Snake and a different voice comes out of him, it's going to be quite off-putting. We'll see about that then. It's, yeah, even like the fan backlash now would possibly be enough to turn it. Well, I think what, one of my friends on Twitter said that um, Metal Gear Solid is pretty much purely fan service, and not having him is not fan service. Like, there's no, he's like, there's no way they're not having him. So people are still of the opinion that this is a hoax, but I don't know. It's now the fourth of April, and nothing seems to have changed. Yeah, that's weird. There's no Lindsay Lohan, I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Who saw that one coming? Anyway. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Maybe not Snake's voice in Metal Gear Solid 5. Which is coming to current generation consoles, apparently. Yeah, that's weird. That's really weird. Because they didn't announce it at GDC. They said, it's running on a PC, we're not announcing consoles. Press release, PS3, Xbox 360. Not with you. Not Wii U. You know what? Funny story about Wii U. Yeah. There was a press release for something yesterday. What was that for? Thief. Yep. Not Wii U. And it, it didn't say not Wii U. It said coming to like PS4 and other next generation consoles. Is Wii U considered an other next generation console? I don't believe so. I don't believe so either. But just no mention of Wii U. But they've said consoles plural. No uh, Battlefield 4 for Wii U. No Battlefield 4, which I'm glad EA just came out and said no. Nah. What was the other one? It's um, pretty much it. Oh, the other one is they're not making any other games. Well, apparently, yeah. No EA games on Wii U. After, not ever, but just right now, they have no games in development for Wii U. So that's Activision and EA. Well, Activision is, in Australia, at least. That is the biggies. Um, well, so I mean, one is the big license. The concern about that is, like, okay, they didn't say, to be clear, they didn't say we're never going to make a Wii U game again. They said we right now don't have any development. Well, they didn't say that even exactly. They pretty much just said we have games in development for Xbox 360, PS3, <laughs> Shoulder Nudge. <laughs> what about Wii U, Mr. Moore? What? Um, 
The concern is what would be coming out? It's like Battlefield, no, that's not going to Wii U. They said that, but it's like FIFA and all the sports games. If they're going to go to Wii U, they would be in development now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess like last year's FIFA was pretty terrible in Wii U, not because it was a bad game, but because it was the year before's game. Yes, FIFA twelve. Exactly. That um, so well, <laughs> called FIFA thirteen though, in case you're a sucker. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I guess there was no real point in releasing that on Wii U, because why would you buy that? Because at the time, people who had Wii U probably had another platform. Yeah. It just came out. Um, so, no sales there, probably. And maybe that's kind of told them to not do it again, because of that ridiculous scenario. I don't know. It's just, the Wii U came out at a weird time, with a weird console, with a weird gimmick, and weirdly underpowered, and it's just weird. And where is Rayman? Well, actually, I read something the other day that one of the people who worked on it and Ubisoft themselves have confirmed that Rayman Legends on Wii U is complete and they could release it, but they won't because they want to release it multi-platform at the same time. It's kind of sad because it might actually get the sales. It's not going to hurt the other console sales releasing on Wii U, really. No. It will hurt Wii U the other way around. Yeah, Probably. Only bring it up because thinking about Activision's out pretty much, yeah, Ubisoft is still in, but they've delayed their big game. Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs, yeah, but that's also another multi-platform. Oh, sorry, you mean Rayman. But yeah, well, yeah, they, they delayed the one game that was kind of the Wii's big game. Well, I mean, brother, at least Assassin's Creed 4 and Watch Dogs are both confirmed for Wii U. So far, they might get the old not releasing in Australia on Wii U, but probably not because the only games Ubisoft have, uh, Activision has done that with are all been terrible. Yeah. The Walking Dead is awful. I have not played it. I haven't played it either, but we gave it a 3.5 and I'm inclined to believe that's awful. <laughs> um, what else did they do? 007 Legends, awful apparently. And Spider-Man. Spider-Man wasn't awful, but it wasn't great. Speaking of things that are coming on Wii U, that Deus Ex game, yes. apparently all of the improvements and extra stuff that you get on the Wii U version are not going to come to the other consoles. Yeah, lock that in, because that is a comment. Definitely not coming, but I mean, I've heard that before, exclusive. Having said that, this is like a nearly two-year-old game. On Why the would they bother with the other ones? Um, and they meant, like, we're not going to release a director's cut at retail. They could probably patch it if they wanted. It. But they probably won't now that they've said that. I mean, who's really going to go back and play anyway for some slightly prettier visuals? Um, I I like yeah, that game. Yeah. And apparently they've fixed the boss fights. The boss fights were terrible, I've heard. Yes, they were terrible. And now they're good because they've just done them all again. Well, they've allowed you to stealth or trap or shoot, essentially. As opposed to shoot. Okay. If you were a stealth character, when you got to the boss fight, you were absolutely useless <laughs> because you had to just shoot them. And, and people had to resort to cheap tricks to win, and I was one of those. Okay. Was there any other news? Before we I don't go think on so. Wii U bashing tangent, as always. <laughs> if the shoe fits. <laughs> There's nothing really. Skimming through nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Nothing Maybe exciting. Maybe we should get on to the secret sound. We should definitely do that. Have you thought of what the price is going to be? It is a copy of Sly Cooper <laughs> <laughs> on Vita. PS Vita. It's, it's actually, this is a great prize because it's a good game. I gave it an 8.5. I really enjoyed it. If you like Sly Cooper, you're going to like it. If you've never played Sly Cooper, but you like cartoons or you like 
wackiness or you like platformers, you'll like it. And also a copy of Strike Back Season 1 Strike on Back. DVD. Season 1, R-rated, high-level sex scenes and nudity. So that'll go nicely with your G-rated like you. <laughs> <laughs> we know our audience, they'll like a little bit of both. Yes. Here is the sound for this week. Ooh. Oh, blimey. You know what that one is? No idea. Well, it's usually related to the podcast that we've just done. It so is. There could be anything, because we <laughs> did talk about a lot of games. We went way off topic all the way. All the way. Off all the ways. Off the skyline. And for now, we've done our usual one-hour-ish episode, which is pretty good. We've accidentally done the right amount of time, because we just zipped through the news. Yes, we did. And um, we, you, we're disappointed, but we're not mad. Not mad. We're not we're mad. mad. <laughs> Now go into your room <laughs> and think about what you've done. And just next time, do better at just everything. Couldn't you just, like, try a little harder? Pretty much get your grades up. We know that you can get A's, so why are you settling for C's? Well, yeah, we'll, we'll take a C at this point. <laughs> um, <laughs> just no stock, no games, no nothing. Well... But it can only go up from here. It could still go down. And um, Pikmin's coming out at some point in the next year. Yeah, that will keep us going. So there's that one game that's coming. We Fit You. Uh, That's another game with you on the end. It's definitely going to be Pikmin U. will probably be the rename. Because it'll be like, Pikmin 3, our audience hasn't played the last two. You know know what's a shame that I just thought of? It's a shame that Rare and Microsoft... uh, Do they really? Microsoft (laughs) are Rare now? Because it could bring out Banjo-Yooie. You know what, Nintendo buy back the Banjo license just for that hilarious joke. They should. I'm, I gave you that Nintendo, so... I've heard a rumour they were going to buy Rare back just for those games, Conquer and Banjo. Because the studio itself is worth nothing. Yeah. And those games aren't really worth anything either. And I guess Perfect Dark will get thrown in as a safe knife. I'm, I'm sure that Microsoft probably would be willing to sell because Rare have done nothing for them. Nothing. Oh well, maybe you should do that Nintendo and it can only hurt, like, help, I mean... Can only hurt them. <laughs> ben twirls his mustache. <laughs> like, yes. Um, and on that note, we should leave it. Yeah, I think because we've just rambled. We have rambled. How can we contact you, Leo? At DeltaPhoenix08 on Twitter. Uh, Survivor.com website. Leo at Survivor.com. Email FriendlyFirecast at gmail.com. And on the Survivor, uh, Facebook.com slash Gaming. Survivor Gaming on Twitter, all of those ways. That is a lot of things. I don't give people too many methods. I know, but that's the ways you can, and that's the ways you can answer the um, podcast secret, secret sound. sound. And also, we'll probably chuck in some more insert coin vouchers, because we still have more of those. Yes, perfect. And just comment for me, and I'll read the comments on this podcast, and I'll respond to you on either side. Yep. We're very excited. We like comments, so thank you, Spastic or Spastic or whatever you Well done to this week's winner for commenting and getting it right, and you get yourself a fantastic prize. You could get a fantastic prize too if you just commented with the secret sound from this week. You're saying you a lot. You will I, oh my god. <laughs> Nintendo's marketing <laughs> has infiltrated my secure. Oh dear. Anyway, All right. good work, you. <laughs> Goodbye, you. Peace out. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.